Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Wendy Papazan. And I'm Via Williams. Every empire builder needs to recruit talent to grow their business. It's just one of those things. Some businesses are like actually rely on recruiting, mind you. Mm-hmm. I professionally sort of run a sales force of recruiters. I personally recruit. So for us, it's it's our primary business model. But even if it's not, even if you sell widgets, you still have to recruit to grow your empire. It's just it's just one of those things. And, especially and think, right now. Oh my especially gosh. Especially now. Yeah. That's why we're doing it, right? That's why we're doing it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is short staffed. What yeah. were you just Raise saying your about your you need good people? Yeah, Seychelle, you were just telling Two us hands about up. your favorite restaurant. Yeah, we love, um, so Uchi is in Austin and Dallas. And I think they've got like a Denver location. Anyways, that's like our go-to date night spot. We go for social hour. It's fabulous and delicious. And um, the last two times we've tried to go and call up there, um, they can't even like keep the restaurant open because so many of their people are calling in. And so they're yeah. literally having to shut down. They've had to shut down like one or both of their restaurants for an entire night. Like that is crippling if you're a restaurant. Um, you know, so even some of our favorite places that we would willingly like take all my money, right? <laughs> Won't mm-hmm. can't even take our money because they can't stay open and it's heartbreaking. So uh, it's so needed. Note. Side note, best sushi I've ever had is mm-hmm. in Uchi. And I, I think it's ironic that it's in Texas, not near You're water. welcome. Moving You're on. Welcome. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, where been, it comes it, from? I don't know. It's been around forever, too. It, it was, has. It was, yeah. Yeah. Our first apartment was actually across from the original location of Uchi. That is I mean, Uchi um, dangerous is for my pocketbook. Yeah, it, it is, is dangerous. It is so good. It's so I'm, good. I'm in Seattle. Like, we have pretty good sushi. Yeah. Uchi's amazing. Anyway. But I digress. Um, but he, here's the thing, and that that just proves like what we're going to talk about today. Most people think of recruiting as an event. Okay, I need mm-hmm. to hire one person. I need to that hire this so role. That is so mm-hmm. true. That's so true. I need to hire a you know a server. I need to hire a real estate agent. Whatever it is. But I think that's a mistake, right? I believe all empire builders, and this is the empire building podcast, should think about recruiting as a process not an event. This is a process I believe needs to be adopted and focused on as part of your business systems and your business processes because it is the most important aspect to growing your business, period, end of story, right? Yeah. Finding the right talent will determine if you succeed or fail, in my opinion. I love that, Via. And I mean, just if we're like raising our hand and admitting our own like guilt in that, I for sure have been guilty of like, well, if I can just hire one more person, I'll be good. Or if I can just Mm -hmm. hire three more people, we'll be good. And I'll tell you, like when we had our big kind of like fallout in 2020, I was guilty that we got cocky and we had a bunch of talent. We thought we were just like good. We were set. We didn't need to add a whole lot more people. And that's right when everything fell apart and we found ourselves having to completely rebuild the sales side of our business. And it was because we didn't have a bench of talent to pull from. We got, we got, lazy behind the wheel and kind of got a little too confident, you know, and too big for our own britches and thinking that that wasn't necessary. And we found ourselves really having to, you know, double and triple time it and a really hard market to to make that up. And so, you know, I just, if you're in that boat, we've heard from several of you that listen to the podcast. If you're in that boat, I just want you to know that all three of us have personally been there. And I know Sarah, who's not on today, has been there too. Um, and so we're we're coming to you from years of experience failing forward at this topic um, to maybe hopefully save you some time and energy uh, to not have to go through it like we did. So if you're not too removed from a key hire, 
you can assume you're going to get the job back. That's my yes. that's my rule of thumb. Uh-huh. Now, again, if you're a one or two or three person organization, I you know, all I'm saying is is it's really your job that you're you're temporarily leveraging out. That's all I'm saying, which is why I think I think in any industry in any business, say in Wendy, mm-hmm. kind of being stuck in that what we call the messy middle is tough. Because your business isn't big enough for you to be too removed yet. And yeah. um, and so you're constantly in and out. It's like this in and out thing. Yeah. And I hear people saying, I don't want too big of a business. I don't want the hassle of that. But the reality of that is, is there is a there is a sweet spot where you have a nice um, you know, you've probably got someone that's maybe directing your your sales. There's somebody who's directing your operations and you've got a few people underneath them that hopefully are getting cross-trained so that if one of your two or three key players, you know, we've got, I've got three key leaders on my team and one one's in charge of lead generation. And if any one of those key leaders fall, they each have people underneath them that I can kind of count on in order at least to kind of cover their bases mm-hmm. until we can hire someone. Yeah, it, exactly. And it's funny. Um, let's talk about Sarah since she's not here, please. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I was visiting her headquarters um, uh, a couple months ago and um, got an office tour, met with all the department heads and an extraordinarily impressive operation. And we got to her office and I'm like, Sarah, why aren't you, you know, sort of like quadruple the size? Like you are dialed in. You have this empire that's incredible and you've got a really good foundation. And she looked at me, she said, the only thing stopping us is people, is hiring. Hiring mm-hmm. the right leaders, hiring the right, you know, that kind of middle manager that's yeah. that's kind of managing the different pods and the different divisions of your business. I mean, it the struggle is real. It's it's just this is one of the hardest parts and obstacles of growth. And it does take a certain amount of self-control to not just take anybody off the street. So kudos to her for <laughs> yeah. even though her growth mm-hmm. has been exponential. I I read um the cult of we which is the story of WeWork. And yes. uh, it's, it's going to be a show. Their, I know, yeah. and their exponential growth. And you can just see uh, what it looks like when you have unlimited money yes. uh, and, you can, and you're just hiring anyone off the street. And it's not pretty. I mean, the book is- It did not end well. The whole it. time you're reading it, you know it's going to end in a, in a burning catastrophe. And so I actually can't wait for that show. I read all the long articles on WeWork when that mm-hmm. was going down. I was transfixed. So I, I definitely, I didn't know that. I'll, I'll read that yeah, book. That's a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good I'll book. read it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well what, this is what we're going to do. So um, uh, to give credit where credit's due, this is a Ben Kinney framework because he created this and <laughs> I work at the Ben Kinney company, so it would make sense. But <laughs> this is a framework my company has used forever. I mean, for a very, very long time. And this is our number one recruiting framework that we use. Now, we here at Empire Build we have Wendy the wordsmith. And I don't know if everybody knows this about Wendy, but Wendy is You can amazing. go to my website, wendythewordsmith.com. Wendy the that I gifted you for as speaking. a Christmas present. Yeah, I gave her Wendy the as a Christmas present. And there's a really funny landing page on it. <laughs> I love it. You look deified. I think it's great. It's anyway, um, we may or was I? Yeah, we had not. I did not purchase that website after Wine or Manhattan's. I just want everyone to know. So there you go. Yeah, it was anyway, well thought through. 
Wendy is so, so smart and so talented. She kind of like rebranded it. So we're calling it the three P's <laughs> and it's problem push plan. Now, full disclosure, we, we call it problem button plan. So if I slip by accident, <laughs> um, button is push, but problem push plan. And this is just a great sales framework. It's actually sort of, it's so ingrained in, in our organization and how I lead it's, you know, when, when a framework's so ingrained, you just start thinking and doing it naturally in all aspects. It's one of those frameworks for me. And, and we're just going to walk through what each of those steps are because it's a really competitive job market out there. And even if someone submits an application, you do not have them. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. guaranteed that you're going to be able to hire them. And, and a lot of the times we're actually going after and recruiting people that are currently employed. Because by the way, guys, like the best ones are currently employed. That's right. So yeah. that's that's Especially part of the process. In this market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either that or they're traveling across the country in an RV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it right now. I, I just had a meeting yesterday with someone pretty young, you know, like I, I mean, I'm pretty I recruit for a living. And so I mean, you know, right now I'm literally calling and trying to get people <laughs> that are currently employed. I'm just gonna admit it. So yeah. I use this. I well, use I mean this. that's if anybody's you know, looking for a job. Yeah. yeah, dial 1-800-V. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, which is not a number, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how All right, so, so Seychelles, let's... as per our like tradition, how many parts are there to this? There are, well, this tradition actually has three parts instead of yes. six parts. This has three. Um, because and you're some gonna, of you may notice. You're going to say number six one. Six is our thing. <laughs> I, what if I just don't tell you what number one is? I mean, is that <laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> so, all right, fine. Let's, we'll go ahead and jump in. So number one is the problem. And we need to source what the problem is. And oftentimes what someone tells you the problem is and what it actually is are two different things. So when you're recruiting, you really need to peel back the onion layers to get to the person's biggest problem they are facing. And this is really the discovery process. And in order to get them comfortable and opening up to you, you really need to create a bond with them. And so oftentimes you're going to find that utilizing the Ford method or the form method is a great way uh, to get into bonding. And the Ford method stands for F is for family, O is for occupation, R is for recreation, and D is for dreams, or the form is the same three, family, occupation, and recreation, but the last one is motivation. And these are simple cues that can really get you both talking um, and get you into um, dialogue. And so I always love to ask, you know, like when you're not at work, what do you do for play Um, is a great Mm -hmm. one. Or like, tell me about a trip you took in the last couple of years, um, if you like to travel or, you know, what is something you do for fun? Um, Just to see where you can find connections and, and similarities to get that that forward part going. Yeah. And to be clear, uh, asking questions about someone's family during the hiring process is uh, you probably need to be pretty careful about that uh, right. because you might have some HR violations. Uh, so yeah. just as and a don't note. use family, these for <clears throat> discriminatory practices either. Yeah, so yeah. Family, don't do family that. in the Ford process is like this. Someone you're you're kind of small chat like talking with someone, and they they go, "Yeah, I was just at Disneyland with my kids." Like, "Oh my gosh, how old are your kids?" You yeah. know, it's that that's really you're just riffing off of um, of something, right? Mm-hmm. If 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 it's in an open house and you're a real estate agent and they walk in with a Washington State University ball cap on, you know, you're going to probably just go, oh, you're a cougar. I mean, and just like at you in Austin, you'd say, oh, you know, 
took him. So, I mean, it's all just, yeah, super benign. It's just to right. kind of get in yep. there. And, yep. Yeah, but just to be clear, because not everybody yeah. is uh, spends all their time recruiting right. uh, like you do, Bia, and just to be clear about that. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, so we're really trying to, with our first one, remember, we're talking about problem, push, and plan today. And so the first part is really identifying the problem because people move to avoid pain versus moving towards pleasure. So as you're having the conversation with them, as you're asking questions of them, you're really understanding what the problem is with their employment, right? And mm-hmm. you know, you want to do it in a subtle way, like Via's talking about. It's try to make it conversational. And then once you've discovered, uh, you know, once you've kind of bonded, uh, the next part of discovering the problems is to get really good at asking the right questions. And so you I usually start with some basic open-ended questions. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to have any yes or no questions because you're just trying to have a conversation. Um, you don't want to have any whys or buts in there because a why question generally, uh, you know, kind of makes people raise their hackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and makes them uncomfortable. Uncom- and you're really focusing on them, not on your company. Okay, you're yeah. not there you're not there to sell them. Sell the, you, you are there to sell the company in a way, but you well, that's want what plan them. Is. Yeah, you want them to you want them to leave the conversation with them thinking like, wow, this person really cared a lot about me. They asked mm-hmm. a lot of important questions. They really listened to me. They heard who I am. Um, and you can ask some really good questions like, what does that look like? Or tell me more about that. You know, people are visual. Why mm-hmm. is that important to you? Wendy, do you want to um, do you want to role play a little bit? Um, yeah. So if you want to be a candidate, and and if you sure. want to say, well, I, what I really want to know is about the role, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're a candidate. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, let's well, do two role plays. I'm going to do a why, no why question, and then we'll go into the the focusing on them. Okay. 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 So say something to me. Whatever it's going to be. Uh, tell me more about the job. Can you tell me more about the job, Via? I feel like why I've just do you want to know about, about the job the whole time? Why do you want to know about the job? Been. So doesn't that sound um, bad when I say that? Yeah. Why do you want to know about yeah. the job? Okay. Now, yeah, what if I said, "Oh, what is it about? What is it about the role that interested you when you applied?" Hmm. So Does that sound better. a lot better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much better. So yeah, that okay, yeah. that was number yeah, one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then and then what was it, Wendy, that that you know interested you or attracted you to the role when you applied? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the the very attractive hiring director, obviously. Um, obviously. And um, <laughs> and then of course you work for a fantastic company that's very well respected. And you know, just it's it just sounded like it would be a fit for my skills. Oh, I can't wait to to dive more into that. I'm so excited to would it be okay if we just kind of focus in. I just want to learn a little bit more about your background and then I then I can kind of steer the conversation to the best seat on the bus for you. Is that is that okay? Sure. Sounds good. I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited to great. go there though. It's going to be great. Okay. So, yeah. right. So, so you're, you're controlling the conversation by asking the questions. That's what I wanted to show. And, and you just immediately, your hackles and your defensiveness go up when you say why questions, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So, for sure. Yeah. Well, some of the basic questions uh, for you guys that are taking notes is how did you get started in your industry or in your role? How long have you been in the business? Right. Oh, wow. 40 years. That's incredible. How did you get started? You know, uh, what have you learned since you've been in business for 40 years? Uh, how do you get most of your, if they're a salesperson, how do you get most of your business? 
right? Where do you, where are you finding your business right now? It's a tight market. Like where did Mm -hmm. most of your business come from last year? Uh, What do you like most about what you do? I love that one. I use that one all the time. I love that one. Yeah. And and why? Let's tell everybody why that's an important one. Um, I think it's important because you, you really find out a, probably what they're best at. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would say that. And, um, and then B, you kind of understand even their reason sometimes for, for getting into like, if you, if I'm thinking about it from a real estate sales role, um, because it's very different if somebody says, well, I like to help people. Okay. That's, I love to hear that. That's like great motivation. Uh, but if they're just saying, well, I like to see, I like, I like real estate. I like seeing the insides of houses. I know that when they're doing, you know, 97 deals in a year, like my top agent did, they don't feel that way anymore. They mm-hmm. don't like to see the insides of, of many houses. You have to have a, a, a bit bigger reason for coming to work every day. That's right. The other reason why I like that question too is oftentimes I get to hear how what they enjoy doing stacks up with what they're currently doing. And so when mm-hmm. you're getting into really sure. discovering the problem and they're like, well, I love collaborating with people and I love um, the you know art of negotiation or I love um, working in a team environment. And then you can say, well, you know, tell me about your current, um, you know, role at your organization and what does that look like right now? You can immediately see if there's a, a, you know, a big difference between what they actually love to do and what they're currently doing today. Well said. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. Um, what kind of success are you having in your current role? We want to know where they're winning or where they feel like they're winning. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really like this part, but this part's not working for me. Or honestly, even in this this day and age, right? What kind of success are you having in the role? Well, you know what? I really liked um, working from home and I was doing really well with that. And then now my employer says, I have to come back to work every day. Yeah. So, And, and Wendy, I'm, this is also a really important sales role question because mm-hmm. this is when you're going to start being able to, to, to dive deeper and get results. Yep. Yeah. Big time. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm closing a bunch of deals every month. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Oh, really? How many? That's right. awesome. What did yeah, you close last that's year? That's incredible. How are you yeah. sourcing them? Yeah. Yep. Um, where are you spending most of your time right now? Where do you spend most of your day? Where do you enjoy spending your time? And those are two different questions, mm-hmm. right? Big time. Very different questions. Uh, when, you, when you're hiring, if you're hiring salespeople for your sales team, you want people who say, you know what? I really want to, I just want to be out there in the field, meeting people and closing deals. Like yep. that's for me, the best answer to that. Me too. And there are some people yep. who will say, you know what? I really, you know what I love about real estate is I get to do all the things. I really like mm-hmm. getting my fingers in everything. And when you meet people like that, they think they want to be on a, on a team, but they really don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, if you could change anything about the role, what would it be? It's a good one. Yeah. Gives you perspective on probably what they don't like. Well, can I, can I just insert um, something on that one? Just, just to plant seeds in people's heads, because I do do this every day. That's a good question. If you're interviewing someone at a competitor. You said do-do. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what did I, say? I, I said do-do. Do-do. I don't even know. Do-do. I said do-do. She said what I do-do. What I do-do. Oh, what I do-do. What I do-do. 
<laughs> didn't even realize what I did. <laughs> I do-do. Everybody do-do's. That's a book. <laughs> this okay, is true. Anyway. I'm blushing now, I you guys. Know. Um, <laughs> you can uh, apply but, but for the reason that's a Whitney really good question, is. it's a good question if you're interviewing someone that works with a competitor, and this is just me being super cutthroat right now, <laughs> because um, you get a lot of insight into their processes yeah. and into mm. like, like, what would you change? And you can learn, oh, they're mm. doing it that way. Mm. And I learn a lot about, you know, frankly, about my competitors with that question. Wow. And, you know, I don't know, like, so judge smart. me, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty that's intense. Awesome. That's good. Business, yeah, so. no, I think that's, that is the world of hiring. You yeah. know, that's part of it. Yeah. Well, and because it, it could, it could be that you're finding something out for the better or something for the worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, both. Yeah. Both. Um, and it could be that they're having this conversation with you and going back and telling their Reusing. boss about it anyway. You don't sure. know. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do next? Well, that's key. Are they thinking about the future, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself in one year, two years, three years, five years? Like, and if it's, you know, if they're worried about it, who knows, knows where they want to go, you know? Well, yeah. And if they're worried about it at their current company, then that's right there. That's a good, that's, that's a huge question. I'm worried that, X company doesn't have the resources mm-hmm. to compete in today's market. Or that I'm intel, worried that everybody in my company is actually leaving. That mm-hmm. intel, Wendy, is how you build the plan. Is usually mm-hmm. like, what do you want to do next? Is usually if you want them and you want to hire them, that answer is 100% being used in whatever plan you're building. All right. I love, love that. that. So we've identified the problem, right? The first P. and uh, And then I think we've got Maybe a few keep going. second level You can questions. keep going down on, yeah. the, on the second levels yeah. if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is really just, you're, you really want to go a couple levels deep because just remember, somebody's going to be usually pretty guarded, right? They're going to yeah. hopefully have some kind of filter up during the interview and your job is to kind of poke holes in the filter, right? So that you can learn a little bit more about them than maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so you can say things like, tell me more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Tell me more. You know? Yeah. Or wh- what else do you want to say about that? Yeah, you really want to drill down two or three times mm-hmm. if you yeah. can't on a really important one. It's like so the tell me what's next is a good one. Oh, you wanna you wanna um have advancement in your, you know, I don't know, in your title. Oh, okay. Tell me more about that. These are so good. Mm -hmm. Um, What's going through your mind right now? Like a lot of times you'll see something on somebody's face if you're a good listener, right? Mm -hmm. Your job is to be a good listener. So you'll see something on someone's face and you can just be subtle enough to pick up on it and say, oh, Mm -hmm. what's going through your mind right now? Yeah. You know? And by the Um, way, Wendy, I ask that one a lot. When, When we're starting to get to plan, Mm-hmm. that when I'm talking, I will pause after sort of a segment and I'll go, so what's going through your, what's going through your head right now, Wendy? Mm-hmm. And all this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Love another that. one that's not on here that I will often say at that point is what's your, uh, what's your temperature read right now? Mm-hmm. Mm. So that. that's a via, via-ism. If you, you <laughs> all, know, these people, if, all these people I've interviewed are like, that's exactly what she says. <laughs> the, the other thing that You're I love shark. in that 
Yes, you are a shark. The other thing that's a fun one too is to say like, well, what would what would your friends say about that? Or like if they're kind of digging Ooh, in and they're uncomfortable and they're like, well, I don't know. And you're like, well, what would it, what would your good friend tell you about that? Or like, what? how would your, like if you aren't getting into the family thing, if you go to like, well, what would your good friend tell you about that? Or like, what would your spouse say about that? Like sometimes that kind of like all of a sudden a spouse will say something more real than what they even want to admit to themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I've had it before. It's like, oh, my, you know, sister's been telling me for years, blah, 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 blah. So that's something. That so, so there's I'm a lot of drill down questions, and and we can put them all in the in the show notes. The show notes. Here, yeah. yeah. Here's here's the thing. You do spend the. I think that the more more most successful anyway recruiting and hiring meetings spend the most time on doing discovery. Yes. And trying to source the problem, and then um, and then we're going to move into the push, right? But um, but there's a reason we're spending a little bit more time on this because this is this is about spending time focused on them. Yeah. See, they don't walk in the door, and we don't just give a presentation on our company, guys. That that's that's not good. That's, sell, that's selling. That's not recruiting. That's, that's just right. selling. Mm-hmm. Good, mm-hmm. good, good distinction. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Um, so anyway, we we can put some of these in the show notes. But they're you know, learning good questions is is everything. It's everything. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's, everything. it's really everything. The yep. scope of yep. your life will be determined by the how good your questions are that you ask. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so we've got the second part of the framework is our second P, or it's the push or the hot button. And this is the push that's really going to motivate them to make a move. Because most Mm -hmm. people, you know, most people are averse to change. 70% of the world is a high S, which means they're averse to change. They want security. yeah, of course. People want stability. They want security. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's got to be some reason for them to actually make a move. Uh, so you just have to listen for it, you know, while you're asking all those questions. And you just have to figure out why they're actually motivated to make a move. Um, yeah, go ahead, Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, I was just going to dive into this a little bit, Wendy. Um, so there's kind of external and internal pushes, right? So, so the, the external ones are, yeah, I, I may or may not be happy in my job, but I'm getting married. I'm getting divorced. I want to buy a house. I have to relocate because a significant other is relocating. I have hit mm-hmm. a ceiling. There's kind of external, you know, sort of obvious ones, right? But then there's intangibles, and then there's ones that are super internal that you have to really watch for, which is just why I wanted to jump in. Because the whole time you're doing discovery, you have to just get really good at hearing cues like, am I hearing cues that they're financially stressed? Am I hearing mm-hmm. cues that they feel like they're failing every day? And up till this job, they've mm-hmm. had a huge track record of winning. Can I help them win every day? Do I think that they're talented enough to hire? Can I help them win, right? Um, there, there's a lot of things that that you can kind of listen for that they may or may not be aware of, actually, which is interesting. And mm-hmm. so so the, the external push, they're often aware of, but also look for that internal intangible one that they, they're trying to hide, you know, and, and or they may not— completely understand themselves. That is an absolute gold nugget right there. That is so crucial. Like if you're taking notes, put stars next to that. That's fantastic, Bia. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Um, well, and sometimes it's 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 just, it's even smaller than we think it is. You know, I had a, a, a couple of team members that I hired. They both came from the same team. And um, there were other problems that they had, but kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back is this team required everyone on the team to wear these logoed polo shirts, even the like W-2 employees. 
And uh, people just didn't want to do it. They were like, listen, there's too, too many rules. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to be able to wear what I want. I want to feel comfortable in it. And uh, and that was, it wasn't the thing, but it was like the the straw that broke the camel's back. And so sometimes it's small, you know? Yeah. It's easy to win sometimes, right? You're, to your point, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. if, although I would argue, like you said it, but I would argue that's a indicative of a broader, it's indicative know, of a bigger culture. Problem. But yeah, it's, a, but it's still, indicative of the culture. Most still, people can win yeah. against that culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. At this company, you get to wear whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know, anyway, uh, that's a push. It is. That's a push. It was, but that was the straw that pushed them over the edge. Yeah. All right, let's go into um, plans. So let's Seychelles. go to the third part of this is the last part of the framework, and that is your plan. And it's important that you come up with a career plan that makes you the only option. And because you have spent time digging into their motivation, digging into what's going to push them over the edge, right? You know how to build the perfect plan that makes your company amazing, that talks about how great your culture is, how perfect this role is for them and why they should want it and why you want them for it. And so what you're going to look for is you're going to look for their problems and challenges from your discovery process, and you're going to solve their problem with your role in your company. You know, hey, before we hop into these questions, can I ask, yeah. a, can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, question to be actually and this is a this is an honest question for me so um I think I probably suffer from being a little too generous sometimes when I talk to people and I offer up more options sometimes hmm. I say you know I'm gonna I'm gonna help you find different options that might work for you like I'm just you mean working for different people yeah I do that I yeah. do that sometimes. Like sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I okay, say, oh, so, it might be, you might be another fit for someone or like, should I just stop saying that? No, if, or, if it's okay. true. I mean, if I would stop saying that, if you think they would be an amazing fit for you, I would stop saying that. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that um, that should be part of your process, not your event. So okay. if that is mm-hmm. who you are, my, um, my blink is on that. And I, you know, we, this mm-hmm. is just off the cuff is that, you know, you're someone, Wendy, who needs a good database plan. You need to have an automated way or a, or a prompted way to keep in touch with these hundreds of people or whoever they are that, that probably view you as an incredible career advisor and, mm-hmm. and mentor mm-hmm. if you're saying that. And you need to keep up with them, and that's your bench. So I, yeah. I actually think that's, that's tremendous. Just think about, think about giving an ROI to that. But you know what? Can I stay in touch with you? Would it be okay if we, from time to time, stay in touch and make sure you have auto plans, you're texting them once or twice a year yeah. to check in or, or something? I we guess have, that's my yeah. blank. I love that. We have two We have two team members coming on board this quarter, like in the future, that are both people that I, we, we originally had initial conversations with. One was the middle of last year and one was five years ago that we've just been touching base with on and off over the last several years to mm-hmm. keep in touch. And it finally now is the right fit. It wasn't the right time in their life mm-hmm. or it wasn't the right opportunity then, but it is now. I so. think you never stop doing that ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that you know, patience is something we actually talk about a lot in our company internally, mm. that, that a lot of us are, you know, I always quote Wendy, blowing and going all the time and we have fast <laughs> speeds and we're aggressive and we're direct, right? Yeah. But you have to also have patience. Mm-hmm. And patience pays off in spades in the long mm-hmm. game. So I, I like it that you do mm-hmm. it. Just keep, but but maximize that effort. That I love say. that. It's great. Well, you know, great. and as you're coming up with the plan, you know, you you really got to figure out what 
what that problem is you're trying to solve. You know, is it that you could make them more money, right? Or could you give them more time or give them a different schedule or let them work remotely? Or maybe that's a problem for them now and they can't do that. Um, could you give them an encouraging or positive and uplifting culture? With um, no polo shirts. With no polo shirts, yeah. <laughs> Where they can win every day. I mean, <laughs> I, I would love that culture. Um, <laughs> could you, that is you your know. culture. Oh, wait, that is, isn't it? It is. Except yes. on Fridays, we talk about fail forward Fridays, but that's because we're growing. Mm. Um, we I have a funny Fridays. story. I have a that funny fun. story about fail forward Fridays. We had a really <laughs> fun Friday, fun day today. I'll just tell oh, you that's that a good morning. It's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, could you let them, you know, work in their strength zone more so they feel like they're winning? You know, if you're really listening to what they like to do and you're hearing that they're only getting to do what they love 20% of their time in the role. That is so huge. If you could flip I mean, that, that. If you, if that, you could just star one yeah. of those, like that's just huge that's because so 70% huge. of people hate their jobs because yeah. they're not a match for it. Yeah. Nobody I mean, ever and, told them what they were good at when they were a kid and they never figured it out until they were 45. And mm-hmm. then they're like, wow, I hate my day job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you... You don't like accounting, you know? And how many people like go to college and major in one thing and then end up doing something completely differently? Like, I can't tell you how many of our friends' kids right now are in their 20s and they're like, well, I went to school for X, but I actually hate doing that I mean, I went to school for political science, so. Yeah, so did I. I was an advertising major. Hmm. You both are poli-sci. I didn't know that. Poli-sci and journalism. I was a double major. You complete me. Mm. Oh, I love that. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, but... It, like, yes, you may use part of that. I think both of you probably use part of your major on a daily basis right now. Um, but you're not necessarily in those fields professionally, right? You're you're doing something completely different than you thought you were majoring in. So how many humans are finding themselves professionally in that boat because they never stopped to ask the questions? And more than ever, coming out of a pandemic, people have had time to stop and ask some questions. Um, yeah. So you really need to pay attention to that. We have more career change people coming onto our team than I have seen in a long time. Um, that we're talking to because they're just oh, it's crazy. waking up. I know some companies yeah. that are losing one person a day. Yeah, yeah, because they're just waking up saying this isn't this isn't what I want to do. I was yeah. doing it because it worked and I was good at it, but I don't yeah. enjoy it. So that's a huge one. Um, you know, could you give them a better boss? And you that, like hint that's you. <laughs> yeah, are you awesome? You. Are you awesome to work with? Um, could you give them four hundred one k or retirement? Could you give them paid time off? I and wish cover we could do them? a poll right now. And say if you could have which I'm empire builder Sarah because we already know it's Sarah she's like the best boss for sure. But um, <laughs> I feel like my ego is going to be bruised because everyone's going to go like Sasha. Oh, yeah. no. 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 no, no, no. I think we'd be tied. I think we're all. Honestly. I think we all have different strengths. I think that's what makes this really dynamic mm-hmm. between the four of us is we all have different ways mm-hmm. we push each other. We should so. actually pull I've our got people Friday, and Fun do Day. like a. Mm-hmm. We should do like a three sixty, and have our people. Yeah, answer that question. That would actually be a well, good one. Well, you've got so many people, mm-hmm. so. I know. I did have I did have one of my people text me last night. He's like, you are the best ever worked for, leader I've ever worked for. So I was like, Aww. yes. Winning. Aww. Okay, well, you're winning today. You're the winner. See? I win today. So for Friday fun day, I, we kind of tied. Friday fun day kind of ties with that. That's pretty fun. Anyway. We have fun every day. And then, um, you know, could you offer, I think something else that's huge is so many companies look at people in their professional world, but they don't offer them any professional growth or personal growth. They're not invested in their personal plan at all. And like, if you're not asking questions about them personally to figure out how they can grow in that way, like 
there's a whole half of a human you're missing. Um, and I think if your organization can offer that, that's a huge part as people want to feel like they belong and that they're being invested in and growing. So pay attention to that. And then, you know, could you create a vision and a path for their future? Um, can you show them the path to where if they've said where they want to be in one, three, or five years, do you have the map that can show them how to get there, right? That's yeah. a huge And this is the trickiest part of a small organization yeah. is that if you're not if you're not really growing as an organization, you're going to hire talented people and then they're going to they're just not going to have anywhere to go. And you just yeah. have to understand that that's the case um, because you hired them because they're a big thinker and they want more out of their life and they want to have a big business and a bigger life as well. And so if you hire that person, right, which is what you want, then if you're if your organization isn't growing exponentially, then they're probably they're probably going to have to go somewhere else to find that. And you know what? That's okay, right? Yeah. Either yeah. one is okay. You can grow your business to encompass their world, or your business can stay somewhat the same, and they can move on mm-hmm. and do something else. Either way, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is fine, Wendy. And you know, to to wrap up, um, you know, a lot of us at a certain point. I mean, Jay came to work with Gary Keller when mm-hmm. Keller Williams wasn't the size it was. I when you know, I yeah. came to work with Ben Kinney even three and a half years ago. Very and, you know, different. My future yeah. roles don't even exist yet. And Jay's certainly didn't. And so mm-hmm. it, you know, at a certain point, you you're you're choosing a person, you trust their vision, you 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 trust that they're gonna build what they say they're gonna build and you grow together, right? And mm-hmm. you grow together. Um, if you already have a big organization or you're, you know, you're like me, you work for somebody in a big organization. I 1,000% trust my co-founders. We are growing big. There's no doubt in my mind. And so, you know, I can easily recruit to that, right? Mm -hmm. I think that the last two points, just to put a pin in them as we wrap, uh, offering personal growth, mentoring, growth opportunities, all four of us empire builders here on this podcast, we all have this extra element of wealth building that we coach and counsel and encourage as part of our culture. So when you come to work for any of our organizations, there's what you make. And then there's there's this, this intangible, um, everything, we're tracking our net worth with our people. That mm-hmm. we're, we're, it's increasing. We're encouraging rental properties and investment properties. And that alone uh, is one of my weapons. I don't know if the word is weapon. The other yeah. one is um, advancement plan and opportunity path. Those are the two things that probably make me win when I'm competing against other potential employers or, you know, all things being equal. It's the culture of personal growth and and, and wealth growth uh, along with um, role growth and advancement, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. you know, and income growth. So, um, so, yeah, so this is a great recruiting framework that I have used for years. Our whole organization uses. It's just great for a lot of things, not just recruiting. Uh, problem, push, plan, the three Ps. Uh, this might be one of those episodes you might want to listen to again if you're driving and write down some of the questions. And I, I also encourage you to just ha- be on a lifelong pursuit of of keeping good questions on your iPhone notes and, and just keeping, like whenever you hear someone asks you a good question or you hear it, write it down. I've done that for years. Yes. Uh, having good questions in your arsenal is kind of everything. So thank you guys for listening today and we will see you next Monday. And please, please tell a friend about us and take the time to give us a five-star review. We would love that. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye.